Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast. I am your host, Diane Bondi. I'm, for the first time ever, going to be hosting my own individual podcast here at my space at Diane Bondi Yoga. Uh, for those of you who might not be familiar with me, I am a yoga and movement coach or teacher or however you want to put it, enthusiast. I've been practicing yoga for most of my life. I've been in movement and relationship in movement with my body for most of my life. And very recently, I figured out why movement is so important to my well-being as a person who grew up with a lot of trauma and abuse in my life. And I've learned how somatics and moving through trauma and abuse has helped me to create a better relationship with my body and to seek out well-being. Having explored that over the past little while, I thought it might be fun to have an intentional well-being podcast. And for me, well-being is very different from wellness and the wellness industry. I think of, I like to separate the two. Wellness, I think very recently has become very convoluted in my opinion, that wellness is directly linked to a lot of times access to resources. So we know that certain populations, populations of color often have less access to wellness for a myriad of reasons. Sometimes it's systemic structural racism that keeps us from getting the type of medical care that we deserve, often not being believed. And the medical establishment has made reference to problematic ideas around racism and and structural racism within the medical industry, which gives us less access to wellness right off the bat. Another thing is uh, finding Depending on where you are socioeconomically, people who have more disposable income may have access to healthcare services that people who don't have a lot of disposable um, income have. In the United States, I know there's not access to universal healthcare. I'm here in Canada, so my healthcare outcomes are different because I do have access to socialized medicine. So that makes it a little easier for me to get a diagnosis, a little easier for me to seek treatment, but not always equitable in the ways that we uh, get treatment because there's a lot of myths Um, believed around black bodies versus uh, white bodies. I think one of the most common myths that we've learned is how black bodies do not experience pain in the same way that white bodies do. And we know that that that, um, myth has since been disproved, but there's still a lot of doctors and uh, healthcare professionals who are not aware that this myth has been disproved. We also know uh, that not always um, people of color or people who are in brown, black, indigenous, Asian, um, Pacific Islander uh, bodies may not have access to um, care, right, for whatever reasons, whether it's a cultural belief that the doctor is bad or they've had a negative experience in a doctor's office, which may impact their wellness. Um, Cost is also a, a big part of how much money you can invest towards your wellness, where you work can also impact your wellness and whether work care spaces have wellness initiatives and just sometimes wellness is not a priority in certain communities just because of lack of access. So I really wanted to move away from this idea that wellness, because wellness isn't always 
accessible to all of us in that way. You know, sometimes you'll see the idea around wellness be, oh, I'm going to go get a massage or I'm going to go have a facial or, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. That does, I'm going to get a manicure. I'm going to get a pedicure. And these are all great. These are all part of the wellness space, but not always accessible to all of us. But what is accessible to all of us is well-being. And well-being differs for me because it can be a little bit more individualized, meaning well-being can be making sure you're drinking enough water during the day, taking a break from your computer if you can, turning off your computer screen, turning off your devices, getting enough sleep and setting up a space where you can get enough sleep, Um, getting movement in your body, whatever that looks like, turning on uh, your favorite song and dancing like nobody's watching for three minutes, or, you know, maybe you have a movement practice. Maybe you do yoga. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you do Pilates. Maybe you run. Maybe you bike. Maybe you walk. Maybe you garden. It's come to my attention very recently that gardening is very strenuous. I never used to be much of a gardener, but this is the year that I've been in my garden. Um, thanks to COVID to me, anything that is going to reduce stress in my life. So I want to talk to people and share with you how I come to a place of well-being. And this podcast comes about because in 2016, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease and it almost killed me. It went undiagnosed for almost a year and it wasn't until I was in thyroid storm uh, that I had to go to a doctor and go, something more is happening here. I know I've been here a couple of times and we haven't found anything. So I had to do a full panel. Um, So make sure if you think you have something going on with your thyroid that they do a full panel because often they'll do half a panel and they'll miss some key elements in a half panel of your blood work, but a full panel will make it um, known. And so I had to start looking at my well-being. I had to start thinking about ways to reduce stress, I had to start thinking about ways to become more active in my body because at the time I was doing a lot of sitting uh, and that wasn't really helping me feel better. I needed ways to elevate my mood. So I started looking into uh, how to get more sunlight or how to get more light therapy because that was something that was playing heavily on my mood. So it was because of this health crisis that I had had that it changed my idea about how I wanted to show up in my body and wanted to show up in the world. So this is where this podcast originates from. I'm going to be talking to some very interesting people. Uh, My first guest is going to be my therapist, and we're going to talk about well-being in communities of color. Uh, It's really interesting because there's a lot of stigma for black folks in particular around seeking uh, mental health. And we are fully aware now uh, the stigma around mental health has opened up, like we're breaking down that stigma and we're encouraging people uh, to, to seek out mental health. We know that communities of color, people of color have a higher risk of developing mental health issues and not seeking treatment because of the stigma that we, these are things that only happen in our community. We should keep it behind closed doors that we can handle it ourselves. Uh, that, you know, we're not supposed to be trusting healthcare professionals or that we need just to go to church and everything will be fine. And there's nothing wrong with going to church and being connected to your faith, but it can be in conjunction with going to therapy to help you work through some of the issues that we need to in a world that can be very hard to navigate. So I'm going to be talking to great guests like Meg Watson 
of Bloom Psychology. I'm excited to be talking to um, a lot of different people who are taking well-being very seriously. And so I hope you will tune in for my podcast. I'm very excited to be a part of this conversation. And the helping people who don't ordinarily have access or haven't given much thought to what well-being looks like for them, in this podcast, we're going to tackle ways on which you can be in your space and that you can develop a practice around your own personal well-being. And these practices can be one minute, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes long, don't require you to have any money, and just an opportunity to improve your wellness, improve your health, improve your mental health, and to be in communities with others who are doing the same. So stay tuned. Lots to come on the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast with Diane Bondi.